0: This is eddie and this is miguel and you're listening to the godlife culture podcast
1: yes welcome back to another episode of the godlife culture podcast we are excited that you are tuned in that you are listening And that you are ready to dive into this new episode of our podcast. We want to remind you, if you have not subscribed, to make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.
0: Yes. So thank you once again for tuning in and joining us. And for those of you that have been... Um, listening to our throwback episodes that we've been posting as well. Uh, We just appreciate everyone um, for just sticking with us in this journey. It is summertime. Yes. And it's a weird summertime (laughs) because usually um, I think there's a lot of other things that people will be doing. But now it's kind of depending on where you're at, you know, where you're listening to us from, you may be having a regular summer doing all the things that you usually do. Uh, Other places are a little bit more uh, restricted. But at the end of the day, everyone is just trying to make the best of the situation the best way that they can.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everything is very different right now. So um, it's just being innovative and creative and just trying to make the best of the situation that Mm -hmm. we are given. But definitely, this is unlike... (laughs) you know kind of the previous summers we've had and it's just uh i know my parents were doing a staycation for a week not too long ago and they were just trying to see like what they could do and Mm -hmm. what was open and a lot of things you know here in long island that you know we could go to just Mm -hmm. to kind of like get away and have some fun was closed Mm -hmm. you know they were doing drive-in movies but then all the drive-in movies were sold out although it's free like it was just it's a big uh big change that we're going through right now but you know, slowly but surely, you know, we're making the best of it, we're pushing through and um, we have a lot of great music yes. that's coming out and I yes. think that's one of the positives in all yep. of this right we have uh, so many artists that are either collaborating coming together putting out content there are a lot of new people that are coming out with podcasts and I know Mandisa she's a girl that sings that song Good Morning mm-hmm. and Overcomer she just announced she's doing a podcast so she's been doing that a lot of different people are uh, you know, putting new things out there and putting new content together uh, Lecrae is one that announced that he's releasing uh his new album titled Restoration. It's coming out in August. And he recently put out a song that uh, we both listen to, we yeah. both love. Uh, the song is called Drown, and it features John Legend. You know, we know Lecrae is known for kind of being that person that uh, is crossover in a way where his music will be played, you know, in mainstream radio. He's had mainstream radio success. He's had collaborations with people like Ty Dollar sign in Mm -hmm. some of his songs and in this song he's featuring john legend so in a behind the scenes uh video for the music video that he shot for this song he describes this song like this he says the dark side of feeling like man i'm just overwhelmed and you know whether that's a friend or god specifically who you're leaning on in that moment or maybe that's you know uh you know you're just recognizing that you're alone and you're like i'm alone and i need help that consistency, this song is for you. Mm-hmm. So we kind of were talking about this before, yeah. you know, we uh, went on air, just talking about the song is produced and written in such a way mm-hmm. that if you're a believer listening to the song, yeah. you can immediately associate that you're crying out for help, crying out to God, mm-hmm. right? Right. Someone who may not have that context or that background can look at this song and look at it as if I'm crying out to a friend or Mm -hmm. to a loved one to help me, save me. You know, will you call when I, you know, will you answer when I call? So it's, you know, a really great song. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Off the bat, I thought the song was a really good song. It was... You know, it's a song that you bop to, like, listen to, like, you know, you put it on in the car and you drive and you listen to it. And I thought it was really good. Uh, the words of the song uh, are really good as well. And it's also a catchy song. It's a song. It's yeah. one of those songs that halfway through it, you already know, the, you know, you already know the chorus. You already know the bridge, um, the hook of the song. And, and, you know, you're listening to it. Um, I think that the having John Legend on it is something that some people would be surprised about, I guess, in yeah. a way, um, but not really, especially if you know, if you are a fan of Lecrae and you know him and you know how he's been moving and you know, you know, because it, it isn't only about the Main Street um, artist that he's been having. He's also been on just mainstream TV, period. You know, he's been like a Jimmy Fallon and other shows like that as well. Um, so his reach has definitely been getting out there. And I think that John Legend on the song um, actually complemented the song really, really well. You know, his voice is great. Um, he's basically the, the voice of the song because Lecrae just comes in and, you know, does his verses and stuff. Um, but overall, like we were saying, I think that the, the interesting thing about his type of song, uh, this type of song, is exactly the point that you were making before, which is depending on what you're coming into listening the song with is how you would identify what the song is about. Um, you know, and some people, may, some people have issues with that. I think that they are people that are very, it was funny because I, I saw this post today, a random post that I didn't even finish reading, uh, but it was someone who was sharing a, a post that someone was criticizing certain songs because they didn't specifically have the word Jesus in it or the word God in it. And how, oh, they could be talking about anything. Um, And in a way, they could be talking about anything. But I think that that's the importance of having discernment and, you know, listening to a song and understanding, you know, that simply because it doesn't say the word Jesus in it or God in it does not mean that that's not what it's talking about.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, it also opens up kind of a different avenue of creativity when you put out songs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lecrae's one that uh, he has his songs where he's, you know, specifically saying Jesus, God, who he's referring to, Lord, right? But then he has those songs where, like this one, you kind of have to decipher if you don't know who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that by doing that, I'm sure sometimes it could be an intentional decision Mm -hmm. where I think other times it's just in you where you know for yourself. Yeah, what you're talking about. When I say I need help, I know Mm -hmm. I'm talking about God. He's Mm -hmm. really the only one that could help me. Um, I know Lecrae on his social media has posted about the song and in his post he's very clear Mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, who he's talking about and who he's mentioning in this song. But again, I think, you know, this song he did say was his most streamed song debut ever, you know, with over 165,000 streams um, in its first day. Mm -hmm. So obviously a lot of people resonated with this song. Um, In the music video he does include a lot of videos and images of everything happening with the coronavirus, everything happening with the protests and the violence and just everything crazy going on in the world right now. He kind of just puts that in the background throughout the video. Yeah. So, I know the video is also very fitting for the times we're living in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may feel like we're drowning, right? That you know, we're just going down and things are getting worse in this world, but like he states in the song, you know, there is someone who won't let us drown.
0: Mhm. And continue the kind of the same thread or yeah. topic. Kim Walker-Smith released. Uh, she has an album coming up uh, entitled Wild Heart. Uh, she released two singles, and for one and for each one of those singles, she also released a video for. Uh, but one of the songs that you really loved, um, and I also enjoyed as well, is Breathing Room. Um, you know, and and I think the the it's kind of you know you just left off the whole LaCrae topic. Speaking about, there's a lot of people that feel like that they're drowning, and then you yeah. have Kim Walker-Smith who comes in. With a song "Breathing Room," which is basically a song about people taking a spiritual break, like a moment, a, a moment to just be in God's presence and allow your spirit to breathe and allow your spirit to rest and to allow your spirit to like catch a minute. Yep. you know. And I think that there are a lot of people who are drowning because a lot of things physically on earth at the moment are just going crazy, you know, whether it be financial situations, health situations and stuff. And then you have uh, other people who are just spiritually, they just need a break. They've been going at a hundred miles an hour. They've been trying to keep up with everyone that's in need and everything that's going on and trying to be, you know, um, at a hundred that there comes a point where you kind of have to be like, all right, I need the Holy Spirit to come. Yeah, and allow me to catch my breath. What did you think about the song?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love the lyrics. Kind of the lyrics definitely jumped out at me uh, because they're somewhat repetitive. She repeats um, some of the lyrics a few times. Like, you know, she'll say, my heart is wide open. That's Mm -hmm. one of the lyrics she repeats. And then goes on to say, I'm letting go. There Mm -hmm. is breathing room. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know... I took the title of the song in two ways, you know, again, and this is part of that creativity that when yeah. artists put things together, I think that's great. You can look at it as I need breathing room, mm-hmm. you know, when someone says like, I need, you know, just some breathing some space, room, yeah. I need some space, or you can look at it as a almost physical breathing room. Like mm-hmm. I'm entering this room where mm-hmm. I am able to breathe, Yes. right? And I think, you know, the message is clear both ways, mm-hmm. where sometimes we need to physically get to a place where we are able to breathe. Yes. And And that breathing room can literally be the presence of God entering that presence. And also the fact that there are times where you just need breathing room Mm -hmm. or you need space Mm -hmm. where, again, you let go and you're Mm -hmm. able to be free and take that breath, you know, in the presence of God. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what really resonated with me. Of course, visually watching the video, it's a live performance mm-hmm. of it. The stage is set up beautifully, kind yeah. of similar to Graves into Gardens. It was like yeah, a yeah, garden-themed yeah. uh, stage. Nature, uh, Yeah, nature. But uh, I just think, again, Kim Walker, we spoke about this before. We've uh, listened to her for years and some of the, you know, old Jesus culture songs from back in the day, as I was watching this video in YouTube, you know, recommended they give you all the Mm -hmm. other ones, songs like Rooftops Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, just other, even How He Loves Us. Mm -hmm. All of those songs um, that we kind of grew up listening to, it definitely kind of gives me that vibe and that feel again.
0: Yeah. This song. Yeah. You know, Kim Walker Smith is someone who changed the game for me. You know, I went from being someone who strictly listened to Spanish Christian music. um, And then when I entered into ministry with mime and all of that, I started to expand my you know my horizon when it came to music you know i started diving into israel Houghton. back in the day it was like martha munisi yeah like all these different people seth cadry that i would dip into but when i hit jesus culture and their songs because kim walker if you didn't know used to be part of a group called jesus culture um man it was just a there was a familiarity with it because i um Spanish Pentecostal music and culture and worship has a specific way about it um, that is very different to American. But when there was a relatability factor when it came to Jesus Culture and um, the way that they sang um, and they put their worship together and also how descriptive, you know, whether or not Kim Walker was the one that wrote it or if it was Jesus Culture in the team, their their ability to be lyricist was so great. So, for someone who was doing mime at the time, um, it was a challenge because it's like, man, how do you, you know, vis- how do you physically represent something that is so lyrically crazy? Um, or repetitive. And repetitive, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was, It's she's always, when it comes to Kim Walker, for me at least, it's always been someone who I look forward to listening to their music. Uh, but I do agree with you that with this one it's kind of like going back yeah it definitely brought me back going back to that that jesus culture vibe going back to even when she um after jesus culture jesus culture she released an album right after that also it kind of has that same vibe as well so i'm very excited to see what the rest of the songs on the album are Um, You know, I don't know when it's... Oh, it's August 14th. It's going to be released. Uh, So let's see. Hopefully she got a couple more great ones in there, too. Yeah,
1: she also has another song she released from that album, Protector. Yes. And that was a really good one as well. I actually listened to that one after, you know, Breathing Room. Um, But yeah, hopefully the rest of the album, like you say, kind of brings us back, Mm -hmm. you know, to that place. And it's just funny because when you think about that, you know, we connect to those songs because we have specific memories that are tied to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I wonder when it comes to the people actually creating, when it comes to Kim Walker, when she's Mm -hmm. putting this together, what memories and what places in her life, you know, uh, bring her back, you know, that when she listens to those songs, when she wrote those songs, it kind of, you know, is tied to a memory or a Mm. season, you know, in her life. And I just find it interesting how, you know, there are some songs that we really connect to, you know, because it's tied to certain seasons. And then there are others that we may not fully kind of connect to or (laughs) click with, but it could just be the season that we're in. I think right?
0: also because with with someone like her, and as at same, and she's not the only one. There's a lot of different artists that do this. I see Cristina Claudio as someone who does this as well. There is a freedom in their song, in their music, where they're the type of people, especially when they do the live, uh, the live recordings, where wherever the spirit leads them to during that song, during that set, is where they go.
1: Like the song won't be three minutes. Yes. Because th- whenever but they release songs, yes. it's usually eight minutes, at least Kim. Yes, but eight, there's a difference. Minutes. You
0: know, there's people, you know, this whole thing about like spontaneous worship, you know, which was something that Kim Walker. Been doing. Been doing um, and stuff. And then a lot of people started to adapt uh, with Kim Walker. I feel like and Kim Walker and people like Christina Claudio, whoever, it's genuine, spontaneous worship. Where with other people, it's we're about to do a spontaneous worship in three minutes. Like they already have it like pre-planned. right? So the vibe and the feel is different.
1: Right. And I guess there's still a method of planning in a way in the Mm -hmm. sense of, you know, within the song, I'm sure they know there's going to be a portion in the middle. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what's going to happen, how long it will be, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be some time in the middle for that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, things like that. It's wise as a worship leader, especially Mm -hmm. in these contexts, for you to do that and leave room for that. And I think, you know, especially when what's being sung or what's being portrayed in the worship is different and unique for that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of when I think of spontaneous worship, I think of how he loves us and how that whole rant. And Mm -hmm. you will know and you'll never be the same. And He's going to bring birth into this room. Right. Like if she did that on this song, like I'd be like, okay. Like, yes. that's very rehearsed. Like, you said that already, you know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's always that different, unique, fresh uh, worship in yes. the moment. And I think that's what separates mm-hmm. spontaneous worship that's actually spontaneous, genuine, and authentic from mm-hmm. a pre-planned, rehearsed, yes. spontaneous worship.
0: Yep. No, I agree 100%. And I think that that's why, at least for me, that's why I connect with worshipers like her Because of her ability to connect spiritually to what is needed at that moment um, and how that translates, because, you know, God knows she recorded this last year, but being released now and how it's still relevant today because it was that living, spontaneous worship moment that happened um, that people can relate to. Yeah. So. And even
1: in that moment, you see that she's leading worship. Yep, You know, and I think that's something and not performing, that, right? Not performing, even yes. with a beautiful stage mm-hmm. set up, even with band, a band up there lighting. Mm-hmm. Right. She's on a real stage. People are, you know, in seats. Yes. Um, it there's still an art of leading worship and anointing that you need to carry when you do that. Mm-hmm. And I really hope she releases the whole, you know, album in kind of that live video for video. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think back to Christine DeGlario, who did her, um, her last album before this one, Eterno, she mm-hmm. did live in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Mm-hmm. And I'll love this part. And I kind of sometimes just go to it just mm-hmm. because I think it's so awesome that, She, in one of her songs, she's going in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great moment and she stops it. Yes.
0: And she's like,
1: spirit of distraction that's in this place, Mm -hmm. you got to go. And she just stops and she tells the people, listen, if you feel like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, now whether that was because as she's looking out, she's noticing people are distracted, Mm -hmm. whether it was literally she felt it in her spirit, like, hold up. Mm -hmm. You know, she was able in that moment to come against that. And, you know, you listening to that, even though we weren't there, you know when she was recording it. There are some times where you can t- tell yourself that mm-hmm. and be like, "Yeah, I need to like get back on track, focus, and not let this distract me." Yes, you know. So even in live recordings, when you're led by the spirit, even though it's for that moment and for those people there, I mm-hmm. believe there are elements that carry over and spill over to the people that hear it a year from now, mm-hmm. two years from now, yep. three years from now. Another live album that I think to this day is amazing is Israel's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus at the Center Mm -hmm. album, Mm -hmm. when he released that, that was a whole nother, you know, time and movement as well. So I think it's just, you know, really awesome when they do those live recordings and live videos, but it spills over and carries over to everything else that we're living in today.
0: Yeah, no, and I think it's great. And I think that there are a lot of people who have them or have them as artists that they admire artists that they worshipers that they look up to and always like, man, I wish I was like Kim Walker, man. I wish I was like Christine or Israel, whoever. Um, and it's funny cause there, you always hear preachings about, you know, you want my glory, but don't know my story, that whole, yeah. you know, theme or whatever. And, um, the the next subject that we're going to speak about actually came about because I was talking, I was driving, me and my wife were in a car ride going somewhere, um, and there was a situation that happened that had me have to get firm and be outspoken about a situation, kind of like put something in its place and be like, no, that's wrong. It needs to be done like this and whatever. Um, And then she, you know, we're speaking about the whole scenario and, you know, she made the comment of, man, you know, I really wish I was a lot more outspoken the way that you are. You know, you don't worry. Like if you have to say something, you just say it. If you have to fix something, you fix it. You know, like you point it out. And I was like, I get it. But people don't understand the weight that comes with certain qualities that you have. And you and I both spoke about this uh, before, where you'll have people come up to you and find the quality that you have, um, you know, whether it's a personality trait or whatever, and be like, man, I really wish I was more like you in this area, but don't understand the flip side of what that means. Because for me, you know, although like one of the things that, that people point out for me as being outspoken is I guess it is a good quality. You know, someone who, if sees an injustice or sees that something's not right or sees that something could be done better or whatever, speak up about it, you know, yeah, that's great. But there's a completely different flip side that comes with that, which I don't know if you relate to or if that's something that people say about you. Uh, Do you think that that's a quality that people point out about you being outspoken?
1: I have to think about it because for a long time, I was known as the person who wouldn't. Say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, many times. And I was kind of the person who was very quiet. But I think as of lately, (laughs) I think I'm the person that is probably more outspoken. Yes. Right. Um, But I don't think when people immediately uh, see me, that's what they think of mm-hmm. right off the bat oftentimes but definitely through the years that has mm-hmm. changed where before i had quality of just being very quiet and reserved and laid back and chill whereas now i think i've developed just a certain uh boldness i guess you can say yes. to speak up about things now
0: with that being said what well that's a great quality that i have to have that boldness and to be able to speak up is there a negative side to that like, for example, do, does does you being... Does you... I don't know if that's correct English, but I'm going to say it like <laughs> that. Does you being outspoken ruffle feathers?
1: Right. I, it does. It does. And I think one of the... And this, I think... You know there are different facets when we think of this when we come up with this stuff. Like, you know, we can talk on a personal level. Yeah. I think, personal level, there are certain qualities that I possess personal, mm-hmm. personally with people that are different. Then, when it comes to career, mm-hmm. I think there are certain qualities that, although it's the same boldness and courage and outspokenness, it's just different. Then, when it comes to ministry, there's a certain outspoken quality that comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of the things people tell me is, Wow, you're so creative. Oh, That's yes. something I hear often. Yeah, yeah. But again, when I'm in I guess teacher mode creativity Mm -hmm. is different Mm -hmm. when I'm personally it's different and in ministry it's different Mm -hmm. right so um, yeah it definitely comes with like you said where it ruffles people's feathers and I think for me Mm -hmm. and this is again my perspective sometimes I feel like in my experience when I have been outspoken about Mm -hmm. certain things or said certain things it's affected people wanting to be around you hmm So in my case, I feel like because I may say something, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not talking about you invite me to your party and I don't like the theme. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess this would be more within ministry. Yeah. yeah. So um, if I say something mm-hmm. or if I feel like, you know, hey, maybe next time you can do it this way. It'll, mm-hmm. you know, be a little more productive or this or that, whatever. I feel like because of that, that trickles into personal.
0: Mm-hmm. They, where take it personally. they take
1: it personally and now mm-hmm. on a personal level, yeah, I may not be like your BFF, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that kind of comes with a territory of being outspoken many mm-hmm. times, yeah. you know, um, where it's like, unfortunately, you won't be people's favorites mm-hmm. all the time because mm-hmm. of that. Yes. And it's really just something you have to accept mm-hmm. now. I'm not here, you know, I'm talking about in this particular situation, Mm. doesn't mean, right, um, just to be clear, that I'm nitpicking every single thing all the time, you know, like what you're wearing, and I'm being outspoken, you know, (laughs) more about just when it comes to things within ministry, right, that you give suggestions, you give, well, that seemed like it didn't work, we have to try this, or no, we can't do that because the last three times you did it, it didn't work. Yeah. So maybe we should go this angle, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of, uh, you know, does affect. What? How have you seen it play out for you? What are kind of, you know, the, I guess you can say, you get a lot of praise for it at times for being outspoken, but what are the things that you're like, yeah, I'm outspoken, but you don't know mm-hmm. this? No, I
0: think you hit it on your head. The, the... I'm trying to think of a word that it's a very it's a very um, one person island to be on when you're an outspoken person because of the fact that, you know, you're saying everything that everybody else is thinking. But once it's out in the open, it's like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, what, it's something that everybody is thinking about. Yeah. Like this is something that everybody knows needs to be fixed or changed or modified or whatever. But nobody's willing to talk about it because whether it's going to cause them to be, oh, now that means I actually have to do something or, oh, I didn't want to tell the person or whatever it is. You know, it's a very lonely feeling to be the one to always have to point something out. Yeah. And I think that that also goes with the whole creativity aspect, which I know you have a lot to say on, which is when you're someone like what I get a lot may not be creative, but it's perspective. You see things so differently. You look at things from such a different point of view. That is a great thing, but it's also a super mega frustrating thing. When you're the only one or you feel like you're the only one that sees something in a certain way and nobody else gets it. And, you know, it's it it's something that you have
1: to learn to keep in check. And that could also be damaging to yourself. Yes. Because if you're constantly bringing yes. in different perspectives, you know, for me... I relate to that somewhat in a way of I'm constantly thinking about what others may think of what I'm doing Mm. to a certain degree, you know? So whether it's putting a spoken word together, whether it's doing something within the kids ministry, I'm constantly thinking, okay, will every kid kind of receive this? You know, will the Mm. ones that I know are really kind of... uh, Active and energetic, will they kind of be into this? Will the one that I know needs kind of clear organization and step by step that will they fully understand it? Yeah. Well, the ones that are more visual get it, or the one you know, like you're constantly doing that and that could also stifle you. Yes. If you're constantly worried about all of these different perspectives mm-hmm. that you need to kind of satisfy. Mm-hmm. And then it's also damaging when the other people aren't seeing the other perspectives and you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like, okay, but there's also four different scenarios that can happen if we do that, Yeah, yeah, you know? So it's definitely, you know, for me, it's a lot of times I get, you know, you're being creative but it's, I think, more of the work ethic Mm -hmm. that a lot of people will sometimes compliment on and say like, wow, you do so much or, you know, it always comes out so good and all of those things and it always gets me because You know, there is a natural part of you that Mm -hmm. enjoys to hear that. Mm -hmm. You are lying if you will not admit that when Mm -hmm. someone says you did great that you don't feel like
0: warm and fuzzy. Thank you. Like, oh that
1: felt good. Mm -hmm. You know? And I mean, to the point where there are, like, s- whole science experiments and studies, like, on social media, even mm-hmm. with likes, like, mm-hmm. how it does something to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, naturally, when someone compliments you or says, you know, you have a strong worth e- ethic or you're creative, you feel good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, there's also the element of yes, but you don't know. Yes, yes. The journey, or Mm -hmm. you don't know what I had to do, Mm -hmm. or you don't know, you know, and that's one of the biggest things. And Mm -hmm. I think in the last year and a half, I've struggled with the most. Yes. And having to come to the conclusion that this is just. How I work, yeah. this is how I do things. Mm. And I really can't worry myself or preoccupy myself with someone else's work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, with how someone else chooses to carry out what they do and how much time and effort they put into it, mm-hmm. right? If I, before putting something out, am dealing with it, processing it, going through it, perfecting it for four months, and someone else does it in a week. That's just the way they do it. I take four months to put it together and (laughs) process and go through it and make sure it's better. But you know what? Maybe that's why you see the results you see. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe there are people that love the idea of things. They love the idea and the concept of being creative Mm -hmm. and putting things out. There are people that will invest in buying equipment, have all of this at their disposal, and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You can give a teacher... right? in and this our school just did this year got new curriculum Mm -hmm. i could have the best curriculum out there Mm -hmm. in the world it, it, technology integrated, everything laid out, lesson plans, everything. But if I myself don't take that curriculum, study it, mm-hmm. practice it, put it into practice, you know, see what the resources and actually implement it effectively in the right way, it's no point of having that great curriculum. Yep. So I think there are people out there that have the potential. Mm-hmm. There are people out there. I'm no, I'm not like this unique individual. Mm-hmm. Like there are people out there yes. that have money, yeah. have the equipment, have the time, have the potential. Potential, But it's not just that mm-hmm. it takes work. Yes. And that's what's a turnoff for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the most frustrating things because you will you know, we have had this happen so many times where we will see um, people. Or, like, we'll bring something to someone's attention or we'll try to work on something with somebody. They're like, oh, yeah, I was already going to do that. I have this whole big thing. We're going to come in a helicopter. Like, they have this whole big vision about how they're going to do these things. And then a day passes, a week passes, a month passes. It's been three years. And they haven't done any of the stuff that they say that we're going to do. But, you know, it's it's tough because then you're sitting back like that needed to get done. But it's not your place to do it. But you kind of like trying to nudge them to do it. So it, it becomes very frustrating. And that
1: nudging, mm-hmm. right, and that accountability is what makes people uncomfortable. Yes. So that when they think of, you know, who they want around them, they don't want you around them. Yeah. Because they associate you with the nudging mm-hmm. and the accountability, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with the situation at hand. Right. Yeah. And the situation with you kind of, you know, having... uh your circle of people or your friends, mm. right? You should never, and this even goes for people like us in a way, mm. right? Where, you know, if we have strong work ethic or creative, kind of, you know, at the same time, then only associate yourself with people who are the same. Cause I think the minute you do that, there's also perspective that you miss, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, Obviously you choose friends and you have that inner circle, but you know, you always want to be around a kind of a different mix of people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh people that you can learn from and glean from and kind of like, okay, you know, I noticed that person did that didn't work. How could I, you know, it's important to have that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's easier when it's the other way around, when you just have people around you that don't keep you accountable and people who don't give suggestions. And it's easy to have those people, Mm -hmm. right, than it is to have those people who will put you in check and just Mm -hmm. keep you accountable. And obviously, all of that being done in the right way, Yes. you know, because at the same time, as having all of these qualities, being creative, being outspoken, having a strong work ethic, right? All of those things are great, but if misused and abused, yes. can be damaging.
0: Yes, which I think is important because, and I think we sp- I've spoken about this before as well, where you need to learn how to refine that gift or that quality or that talent. Because someone who is outspoken is just walking around saying everything they feel like saying, that's a problem. That's not the right thing to do. You need to learn. There's a time and a place for everything. You need to learn what it is that God is saying. All right, I need you to speak up and say something. And when God is like, "This is not your fight," take a seat. Just swallow it. I um, mean, the same thing goes with creativity. There are things that people sometimes, as a as a creative or as someone who sees things from different perspectives, you know, somebody will do something. It wasn't done the way that you would do it, but it was good. So you should maybe leave it alone. Like not not everything deserves your opinion to go to someone and tell them how to do it better. Now, if you have a relationship with that type of person where, you know, you guys have that open channel of communication and do that, you can. But, you know, and those are also struggles that come with it because you have these qualities, you have these things about you, and it's deciphering. Is this the right moment to do it? Is this not the right moment to talk about it? And that whole internal struggle that people don't realize and don't see either.
1: Yeah, you have a strong work ethic. That's amazing. But if all you do is work yes. at whatever you're doing, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in your career, and that's literally what your focus is, that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all of these things, having these qualities that, you know, people may look at when you know they see you. Oh, you're always so positive. You're always smiling. Oh, you laugh so much. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you always bring in a different perspective and you always have great ideas. All those things can be great, but at the same time, if not taken care of, can be damaging. So it's kind of our job job right as possessing those qualities which everyone possesses positive qualities yes you know it's your responsibility now to make that flourish and come out yeah right um but it's our job to just maintain that and i think everything can kind of be brought in with the word discipline Mm -hmm. i think when someone compliments you many times compliments come from obviously something that, you know, they notice when they Mm -hmm. look at you, right, as a result of something you've done or something they've seen in you. And many times, you know, someone's compliment can be also them pointing out a weakness in them. Mm. Now, that's not across the board always, but there are times where I think when people see something in you, and, and compliment that certain quality, it's because they realize that maybe they lack that. You know, Maybe they realize, man, I wish I was outspoken because I really don't express myself mm-hmm. that way. I really don't give my opinion. I really don't, right? Um, I wish I was creative as you because I'm so not creative. I, I can't put that together. I can't do that. I can't, you know? And at the same time, I think that in turn affects people, mm-hmm. you know? Where, if I'm complimenting you and I'm complimenting how outspoken you are because I'm not outspoken, it's almost like, man, what can I learn from him, Mm -hmm. right? In order to help me be more outspoken creatively, right? What can I do or learn? And it's like, you know, there are certain questions that you should ask yourself, right? Um, How can I be more creative? How can I be be more outspoken or have a stronger work ethic? Because it is possible. And Mm -hmm. I think many times, sometimes people just feel like, they're okay where they're at and it's fine, you know? And if you were to just have a little bit more discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to just even recording this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. It takes discipline. It's a Saturday. It's sunny out. It's hot. Mm -hmm. We could be doing many other things, Mm -hmm. right? We make the decision to do this, Mm -hmm. right? That takes discipline because it's a beautiful day to just be outside and not do anything related to this. Yep. That's true. Most people, will choose the latter yeah, to be outside, to be in a pool, mm-hmm. have a barbecue, and eat, right? Mm-hmm. Then there are the people who have the strong work ethic, right, that will choose to come and do this. Yeah, You'll see the results of a podcast being put out. You'll be blessed and edified by it mm-hmm. and be like, yo, that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I wish that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, we recorded that in a hot summer day, a Saturday. Yeah when you were probably in the pool, mm-hmm. you know? That's so true. it goes both ways. And it none of this, I think, is kind of putting us on a pedestal or saying that we're better. But I think oftentimes my frustration is you can do it too. Yes. You can, like, I know you can. Yes. You know, I know what you have available. I see your potential. You can do something great also. Mm-hmm. And it's just that frustrating feeling that, Certain people may not see it in themselves or just put that discipline that's required, you know, to kind of make that flourish.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's that's a very tough thing, too, where you see someone have the potential, have the ability, have the anointing, the talent, the everything. And unfortunately, they just choose not to push a little further, you know, and everyone, like you were saying, has great qualities. Everyone has the ability to do many things not just one thing you don't only have to be creative you don't only have to be outspoken you don't only have to be whatever you know you can do many things it's just it is going to take a little work but it is okay put in the work because if you look at the opposite of how much time you spend wanting to be like so and so or wishing you were more like the other person or more like this or more like that is like you could be putting that same energy into actually doing it so get it done Do it and you'll feel so much better after.
1: And this is not to say you can't compliment people or that you can't kind of praise people in that way or tell people what you admire about them. But in doing that, check yourself Mm -hmm. and reflect on kind of the motivation behind that, you know, because there's nothing wrong with telling someone what they did was great, telling someone they're creative, telling someone they're outspoken, but also then in turn reflect in your life. And kind of see those areas, you know, because I find oftentimes the people that compliment, right? And Mm -hmm. the people that point out those things are people that are doing similar things Mm. or have similar opportunities available to them Mm -hmm. in a way, right? And kind of uh, enjoy that and mm-hmm. have interest in that. And it's almost like, man, reflect and see, you know, if this is something that you're interested in in communicating your thoughts and and having people listen to you. If the, maybe it's, you know, in a creative field with, you know, somehow with art or drawing or it, within your church. Right. See how you can take steps mm-hmm. to then yourself, you know, make yourself better and make yourself grow and have that discipline to maybe then, you know, accomplishing something. Something yourself that you would be proud of, and it's not coming from a place of low insecurity Mm -hmm. or low self-esteem, or you know, building someone else up because you feel you can't do it yourself. Yeah,
0: and I think that there is the it's a my it's a smaller group, or I think there's two different groups because I'm someone who I when I see someone do something great and awesome, or I'm impacted or blessed by what they do. You know, I'm usually like, yo, that was great. That was awesome. But it isn't coming from a place of... Oh, I wish I was doing that or whatever. Right, right. You know, so there are people who are just genuinely blessed or impacted, or they really liked it, um, and they let you know that. And then there's other people who are inspired. You know, I've seen you know uh, someone preach or someone do something creatively or whatever, be like, "Oh, that's awesome! That just gave me an idea. Now let me go ahead and I've done that." So there are people who will, because I don't want no one to walk away. You know, with this air about them, like, oh, so and so gave me a compliment. That's because they're lacking in that area. Like, no, there are people that it is true that, you know, they will come to you and they will compliment you because I guess that's their weird way of at least letting you know that you did that, even though they wish they could. Um, But there are a lot of people as well who are just great comrades. Yeah. Who Give you the props that you deserve. You know, obviously everything that we do, the glory goes to God. But the reality is you put in the time and the effort. So you deserve props as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, you know, take all of this. And these are our opinions, our thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I speak for myself currently kind of processing this right like I've said um, and it's something that it's a conversation that I think it was a good topic when you presented it just something to think about yes right like what would you tell that person you know about your journey how would you describe it Mm -hmm. so definitely definitely good so take that from this episode be sure to subscribe and follow us on our social media we are on Facebook we are on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast we are there subscribe so could be notified when we drop a new episode and if you were to be so kind and leave a rating yes. and a review we are grateful for all of those that we have received as well
0: yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye <laughs>